This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mesdames and messieurs, Damas y caballeros, welcome in to episode 53 of the Lingaholics podcast. How are we all doing? It's Saturday night here. Uh, it's Sunday morning where Cody's residing in the Gran Correa and we are hitting off for another podcast episode 53. Nothing too crazy. If we were a little later, the French numbers would get a little whack. I was teaching my French students this uh, this past week. Uh, French numbers, which you guys know, it's pretty normal up to 60. When the moment it hits 70, the kids are like, huh? Wait, and what? Then, <laughs> 70, qu'est-ce que c'est? And then, and they're like, Monsieur, Monsieur Renier, like, why is that? Why is that? And I'm just like, look, I never met the guy who invented French. He's a grand, grand mech, grand chum. But that's just the way it is. Because that's what the way languages are, folks. We deal with them however you find them. So the boys are back here. Um, lots of fun. Uh, I had a little adventure out in Sueco's territory in Ontario. And then Monsieur Suedois was out a little further east in Quebec. So we're going to catch up on some of those uh, trips that we just had this past long weekend. And our boy Cody's always grinding away in Korea. So we're going to check in, check in, and hear all about it, folks. Come on in. It's the Lingaholics. So speaking of the Lingaholics, my fellow conversationalists, les raconteurs, you see, let's go out to... Uh, to uh, Land of the Rising Sun, where it's Dimanche Matinault. Monsieur Pinch, Monsieur Kud, qu'est-ce qui se passe, mec? It's actually the land of the morning calm. Remember, the oh, land of the rising sun is Japan. Sorry, sorry, uh, Japan. Yeah, sorry, Korea. Messed that up. What else? <laughs> yeah it's all good um yeah i'm doing well here um getting settled into my job um gonna get back into the routine of getting into korean again and i've actually got a holiday coming up here it's uh, so for those of you who know anything about korea or are korean it is chuseok coming up this What's week that? which is like 
it's basically like the Korean equivalent of Thanksgiving. And I've got, so I've got a week long holiday off work for that, which is very much needed. I am in desperate need of a vacation. That's going to be very nice. <laughs> and, um, I'm looks like I'm all set for Taekwondo. I found a place and I'm going to be starting that after the Chuseok holiday, which is awesome. looks like it's going to be, uh, three times a week in the morning before work, which is super cool. I'm very excited for that. And yeah, just, um, again, not too much time for language stuff lately. Cause, um, just been reorganizing my life and stuff and just, just dealing with some things. So, um, yeah, that's about it for me. Um, nothing else too exciting happening. You'll probably How lose lots of... What, so I have a couple questions first. Me too. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Me yeah, too. Yeah. Can I can I start? Yes. How's how's the weather? Oh, yeah. What's September Dude, like in uh, the land it's so of hot the, is super hot. The morning the morning sun? No, what was it? The morning calm. Yeah. September in Seoul is like August in Calgary. <laughs> Smoky. No, no, <laughs> no. That's, that's nice. No, it's nice. not smoky, but it's like it's like high twenties, pushing thirty nice. in the day, and then at night it cools down to like maybe seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yes. So it's like a really nice August in Calgary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So September's pretty good here. The, the leaves it's... haven't turned uh, yellow yet. The, everything's still green, so it's, it's really nice. It... That's what it is here in Ontario. Today it was 27 when I was in the car. Mm, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, September is like my favorite month, honestly. September is like still summer, sort of. Like, really? It's yeah. kind of autumn. It's kind of fall. Like, you're you're in the fall. I think you're, no, you're, still, you're officially in the fall because like summer ends at the end of August, I feel like, like officially. But still, like September, you're like, you're still getting some of that summer weather, you know? Not in Alberta. No, well, here at least sometimes sometimes in alberta well, yeah no alberta can be nice the the bomber is the biggest bomber is uh eight o'clock darkness mm. that's where it gets yeah that's where yeah like, oh the party's yeah. coming to an end the summer fiesta <laughs> but man i love but you got like, some nice the, days though you got some really nice days i love like the low 20s like between oh, yeah. like 17 and 23 that's like the perfect temperature because it's like you're wearing nice. a hoodie and like you're still walking around and you're having a good time like the thing, the thing about twenty seven, like today was twenty seven here that I don't like is that you always have to walk around in a t shirt outside. I love Honest, that. I don't really like walking around in a t shirt. I like walking around in a hoodie. hoodie more than I like walking around in a t shirt. I'm a hoodie guy. Yeah, right, me too. Yeah. Like I don't like walking around. I want like something on my upper body that's not just a t shirt when I'm walking around. Because like if I'm walking around in a t shirt, I'm probably gonna like sweat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like if I'm walking around a t-shirt, it's gonna be so hot that I am going to be uncomfortable because I hate sweating when I'm outside doing something like leisurely. The I less I like can it. wear, the better. Yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of people, are like, <laughs> oh, I love when it's like 27, 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. But I only like that if I'm at the beach. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's like I'm, if I'm in the city, if I'm working or something, I hate it. I want it to be uh, like 17, 20. 20 degrees i do like the comfort of a nice bunny hug okay saskatchewan oh there we go thank you cody i, I didn't get that <laughs> okay yeah you're not from so it's funny 
and I say it sometimes to my students just to like rattle them. But in Alberta, I think everywhere else, no? Everyone calls it a hoodie. Saskatchewan, bunny hug, baby. Love the bunny hug. Oh, that's a hoodie? Yeah, bro. Bunny hug. Saskatchewan. Represent. So So that's what they say. They only say that in Sask or in Alberta, too? As far as I know, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. We're just like, hey, man, I got to go grab my bunny hug before the ride. That's a Sasky thing? It's a Sasky thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love using it with Albertans. Like, Cody's born and bred Alberta. I'm like a... I'm like a... You're a hybrid. Uh, I'm a hybrid. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Right. I'm, a great hoodie, bunny hug, just feels nice, too. I do agree. Uh-huh. When, it's not, when you're not, like, dying, like, it's not super warm, but it's still comfortable, but nice yeah. weather. Yeah. Peace. Absolutely. Anyway, what was the next question for me? Are you ready for the... Okay, so I'm assuming Taekwondo... Uh, you're gonna be getting lots of orders, lots of commands. So have you like brushed up on any Korean commands like kick, punch, side leg? Pinch. Not, not- <laughs> you're gonna like I'm really because you know, like every situation's got little different language uh, wrinkles, and I'm mm-hmm. assuming like you're not really gonna be conversing back to your sensei or whatever you call it for a taekwondo guy. They're gonna be like telling you what to do, which is like cool. Cause you're gonna be learning like commands are a big part of languages. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I haven't really, to be honest, um, but I will be, I think um, during the true stock holiday, I'm really gonna just be like um, revamping my Korean strategies, which I wanna get into a little bit later in the pod. Nice. Yeah. And um. Yeah, so I haven't done too much of that, but I will certainly. No, yeah. Well, I assume once you're in the classroom, you'll just once you start hearing a word and an oh, action yeah. simultaneously, yeah, you'll catch on. So it's a mm-hmm. uh, yeah, martial arts is because everyone I was doing a bit of karate, even the not the fighting, but the what do they call those sequences when you have to like do all the moves? Like you're not actually fighting the guy. That's called kata. Kata, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like there was certain. Maybe they were just counting in Japanese, like as you were doing the moves, the mm-hmm. sequences. So no, it's cool context for sure. So that was my question observation about Taekwondo. So cool, cool dude. All right, Marcus, so did you have a question? No, my oh. question was about the weather. Oh, I didn't yeah, really okay. care about the Taekwondo. Okay, that's cool and everything. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, what's going on with up? you? With with the le Suédois? Yeah, yeah. So I went to I went to Quebec, and I had a little visit to Quebec, which was uh, très très bien. Well, so first of all, you know it's awesome. It's always awesome to go to a place where they speak the language that you're learning, like your target language. Because like you're walking around, and like you guys know the feeling when, let's say, you're about to go into like some type of store. Like the grocery store, and you're you're like you're preparing yourself to ask for directions or ask for every day or whatever. For the past like six and then, like you're on your phone, you're on Google Translate. Like, oh, how do I say this? And like you look up everything, and then you go there, and then you have this conversation, and it's like it's very fluid. Um, so I did a lot of that. I did a lot of that, and I and I surprised myself because I hadn't prepared myself. I've, I have been focusing on Italian and Spanish and German, like I haven't been. I hadn't been doing French before I went to Quebec. So I was like, I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, like how am I, how, how am I gonna do it? Because I haven't done this in a couple of weeks, maybe like a month, like any French at all. So I went to to Quebec and I did really well. 
Like I was pretty impressed by myself. Like I was able, like I didn't speak any English to the locals at all. It was this funny You're situation. It was like the first, the first time I went into like the restaurant and I had, so um, just to explain to the listener in Quebec right now, you have to show your vaccine receipt or vaccine passport when you go to any type of restaurant or, or non-essential service, like a, like a restaurant or a pub or, or any type of event. So I go in there and since I don't have a va- the, 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 the Quebec vaccine health passport app, I have to show my, like my, my uh, vaccination receipt from Ontario, but I couldn't load it for some reason. Like for some reason it wouldn't work. Cause like I was outside of Montreal and like my service wasn't great. Like I didn't have LT or something like that. So I was trying to download it and it wouldn't work. So I was trying to like um, explain to them that I couldn't download it. Like, Je ne peux pas télécharger mon ma reçu de, de, de la vaccination. Oui. So I was trying to explain that to them, and like I was trying to ask them to to for the Wi-Fi password and whatnot. And since this was my first encounter, I was a little shaky. So they were mm. like in perfect English, like I can speak English, you know that, right? I was like, je, je ne peux pas parler anglais. Je voudrais je voudrais uh, pratiquer français. Like I told them uh, that, right, that I want to practice French, and they're like, "Ah, oh, wait, c'est mal, c'est mal." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, le, 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 um, the password." I was asking for the password for the Wi-Fi and everything. And then finally, I got my. I was standing there for five minutes, holding up the line, going into the restaurant because I couldn't get my. Just because you wanted to practice. Passport. Attendez, attendez. exactly. <laughs> so uh that was my first encounter so my first encounter was a little shaky but i went through it only in french i um i was able to do it and then afterwards it was a uh, it was just smooth sailing from there that worked then it just be like hey i want to practice french they were cool wait but, like... but but most of most of the people didn't didn't go back to english like if you That's speak good. to them in French, they keep going in French, right? So did yeah. they like catch a, like the moment? I remember when I was in Quebec a couple of years ago, and like the moment they heard like the tone of your voice, I swear like they had like spidey senses to be like, ah, he's not Quebec, blah 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 blah. Go to English, but just like <laughs> no, holding them to the they, fire. They kept kinda. going. They kept going. Good. Yeah. No. 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 That's, like, that's, the, that's the dream then. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. That kept that's... going. So the only thing I I can like my only complaint, my only complaint would be that you know it's pretty hard. It's much harder to um hear what they're saying when they're wearing a mask because if oh, like yeah, your server is yeah, gonna wear a mask cute. at a restaurant for example yeah and so that that was a little tricky but i was still still able to to sort of understand like everything i, yeah. I was still able to do it but it was just it was a, a, a another layer of of challenge another layer of challenges that that That's i encountered like facially like like there's professional lip readers right like if they were looking yeah no it helps a right lot now. Right. Same thing. I had the same thing when I was in in, in, I had the same thing when I was in Spain last year. Oh, like understanding like the Castellano, like especially in the beginning, like everyone was wearing a mask and I had to communicate by where like through masks, which was really hard. Because like it's a lot easier when you can see the person, see the person's lips. Like it. That's just a fact. It's harder when you're wearing a mask because that it it, the mask kind of muffles the words and the sounds as well. Right, when you already got to focus so much already. Right, because we're all kind of like amateur lip readers to begin with, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's like subconsciously subconsciously, you need to, it helps looking at someone's lips. 
Right. And then especially in a foreign language where you're just trying yeah. to like. So it's a combination of that and the mask just muffling the sounds. Right. Right. Okay. But, but it worked. It worked. But now. it was pretty smooth sailing then. Just be like, hey, I'm just pretty smooth sailing. Yeah. But and sticking with like it. anything, like absolutely anything I was able to do. Yeah. When it, when it came to like restaurants and we were at, we were at the theme park as well. Just asking for yeah. directions and, and asking like questions about the menu. Did or, you write, uh, did you encounter things. any like native speakers that, this is what I find with any native language too, is like some are like smooth, real easy to understand, very comprehensible. But then like you meet some like old guy on the street who's just riffing and his old man oh, accent. I don't know, man. I, I think I was just talking to people. Like it was fairly easy. Like this, there was just this Look, one okay. time where like I kind of screwed up, and they were like, like, I still understood them, but I like this one time I like I screwed up my first encounter, like I, I just messed up my word order or something, and they instantly knew that I was a, a FSL, right? <laughs> um, right. That that I wasn't that I was a foreigner, <laughs> I guess you can say. Yeah. And they went over to English, and then then they, then they like stayed in English, even though I I persisted with my French, and then like I, I I got better after that. But it's like I screwed up my first phrase that I said, I said something like ridiculously off, and they're like, right. this guy doesn't know what he's saying. And they went okay. over to English. Were they were like, but no, forgiving? I very not those guys were not forgiving. Okay, well, whatever. And the thing is about hospitality that's so annoying is that once they 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 just want to appease you all the time. So if they know you don't you're not a French that your English is much better than than your French, they don't under like you have to tell them that you that you want to speak French. Yeah. Otherwise, like they'll just a... keep talking to you in, to you in English because they want to appease you. They want to, they, you know, yeah. it's hospitality. They have to like right. speak to you in the in your native language. You're they the think guest. that's courteous. That I'm the guest. Like I, it has to be as easy as possible for me. But I don't want that. Right. I don't want it. I don't want an easy encounter. I <laughs> so I guess I to like challenge. to like just not make it awkward. Like it's kind of carrying on responding in French or like saying it's not awkward. Okay, like wanna... for me, if it's not awkward for me, it's not awkward for the, the host. Yeah, okay. Or the waiter. Good. And for me, yeah. I'm so like I'm so used to that. Right. right now, like, because I've I've done it so much, like being at foreign countries, uh -huh. that I just carry on. It's like, whatever. Yeah. And like, worst comes to worst, I tell them like, "Je voudrais pratiquer français. Tu peux, tu peux parler en français, s'il vous plaît." Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay. That makes total sense. So, Cody, are you having any of those similar situations in Korea, where you're like, because like, what's an average server or waitress in Korean like? Do they have good English? Depends where you go. Okay. In, in in Seoul, it's more common. Right. But still, it it still depends on where you go. Like, I would say it's it, it's really hit or miss. And and if they do, usually it's just like a little bit. Like they don't speak very well. They can just kind of communicate. So um, you wouldn't have yeah, to but... make like a social note, being like, "Hey, I'd like to do my Korean, please." Like, if you're just riffing in Korean, they'll be like, "All right, cool." Like yeah, like I've noticed, like even if they speak English and I, I try to speak Korean with them, they'll stick to Korean. Mo mm, most nice, of the nice. time, some of them who are really good at English will just speak English. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I but, find like it but, really just depends on the person here. But but what do you do? Do you like persist in Korean or how do you handle a situation yeah. like that? Yeah, I usually go in Korean unless I'm like, unless I really just need to get something done and I don't mm-hmm. really care about the language practice, then I'll switch to English. But mm-hmm. if I'm just like doing something that doesn't really require a lot of mental gymnastics, I'll stick to Korean. Nice, nice. Right. So, yeah. so you have you share that sentiment, like you share the excitement for being in that type of situation where yeah. you're like, oh, like I'm so excited to actually talk to this person in Korean. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, but that's I so actually, funny. I have a, a very, very interesting situation that I experienced last week, and okay. this is something that I haven't really mentioned on the pod. But um, so I've uh, I've been dating a girl here for for a while. And um, I actually met her mother last week, and oh, uh, she doesn't speak any what, English. Opa? No, what? No, that's brother. What? No, Umi. What's mom again? Oma. Oma. Yeah, that's funny because so that's Oma. grandmother in German. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. yeah, obviously, I mean, obviously, Marcus and Ian know about this, but like the the lingoholics public doesn't know about this but uh yeah yeah surprise surprise <laughs> and um yeah so uh, we we actually met at a starbucks uh last weekend in the afternoon and we were there for about like an hour and a half two hours with her and it was it was so stressful oh my god because that's actually the first time i've ever met like a significant other's parent and it was in another language with masks in a very loud Starbucks and oh, I couldn't snap. understand a damn thing she was oh, saying. No, no. Wait, you guys are still wearing masks? Uh, like, well, sometimes. Masks? Sometimes. But even when yeah. we weren't wearing masks, like the music was really loud and there was like a lot of kids and they're like screaming and stuff. So on top of the language difficulty, I, like I couldn't hear what she was saying. Chaotic environment. <laughs> okay, so, so oh my God. this is interesting. So sometimes like I encounter situations like now when I recently when I was in Quebec where I didn't really understand what was being said mainly because of the mask, but also like the situation like you're in a loud bar, yeah, you're late and you've had a couple drinks. Like it's hard to understand exactly what what's going on. So how do you deal with that? Like you kind of understand from from the context what the other person is saying, but I just feel like I'm I I just start kind of BSing. Like sometimes, sometimes I just play play along because like I don't really feel like saying like "Come on, good to put the else." It shows old fun, old fun. Yeah, like I don't want to say that. Right. So like you just play along with it. Do you just play along with it? Because because that's that's like a conundrum. That's like a polyglot problem. Yeah. So that's usually what I do, but this this situation was a little bit different. Like my my brain is. Ha- like habituated to doing that so i did it a lot but i knew that wasn't really a good thing so i i actually ended up needing um my girlfriend to translate a lot of it oh okay. because i didn't want to like because that's something you don't, you want to actually just communicate right like yeah because 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 so. you have two options right you have two options when you don't understand you could either like if you sort of understand you could just play along but then like if you really don't understand anything like they could be asking you a question, right? And then mm-hmm. you have to respond. So what I find yeah. myself doing when I don't understand at all, then I ask like, "Is good to be, like, can you ask? Can you?" I ask them if they can repeat themselves, mm-hmm. or or. But if I sort of understand, but I don't really understand, like if that I know that it's not a question, for example, that I know that that they're like asking for what type of bread I want or something like that. 
then I just play mm. along with it. Like I kind of BS an answer. Right. That works. But if it's if it's if if I'm certain that it's not a question, I'll do that. But if I don't know at all, like they could be asking me a question or they could just be stating something, then I then I would ask them to to clarify themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and that's that's basically sense. what I do too. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't always have to go for the the like, BS response. No, you don't always have to have like that 100% clarification. I guess mm -hmm. you're just like, all right, I'm willing to work with partial information here. Right. But like I understood, I understood like 50% of that. Right. And that's enough. Yeah. Like so I know they didn't like, ask me a question. I know sort of what they asked or what they told me. Yeah. And, and that's fine. Like I didn't have to understand all of that. Like I'm and not going to ask that. If you're talking to like some random old guy on the street, that's totally cool. But like when you're talking your girlfriend's no you're right time, she asked a right. question like what are your plans for marriage i'm like oh my God. did she ask you that wait what <laughs> dang all right he asked you that really right, let's put yeah, so i was i was feeling Jesus. like okay on the there's like... first encounter See, that yeah it was a... pretty heavy it was pretty heavy yeah she was like no restriction like she was like full disclosure no holds barred i'm, like... I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be straightforward <laughs> Yeah. I've I've watched Crash Landing on you when I've seen the moms like get upset when their daughters are having problems with their engagement things, and I 100% believe that. So I think that's a cultural thing too, dude. Sorry for being a little curious here, but what'd you say? <laughs> uh, Wait, did did you reply in Korean or did did your girlfriend have? Well, to actually, I did. Luckily, I didn't need to answer because my girlfriend kind of like. Changed freaked yeah, out of that question really out. i was like oh thank you for like like just kind of deflecting that he was 100 percent. but but yeah. did you how did so how did it go did it go well apparently i made a good impression so oh, that's nice. all that matters yeah nice mm -hmm. have you guys heard yeah, that have you always heard that cliche like like first impressions or everything mm. But I've, I've always I've heard this new like take on that lately. It's like, eh, it's not a good impression, not a first impression. It's about a lasting impression. So you have a good lasting impression. What, so what I believe in is that you don't want to make a bad first impression. Like you can make like a, a normal first impression. Right. Like a, 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 an average first impression. I feel like that's the, the common thing. Okay. Make like an average first. But you, do, you just don't want to make a bad first impression. Make a bad per first impression. That's that could uh, backfire. Yeah. No. It, yeah, as long as you feel like even a bad first impression, if you forget it right away, then it's not really lasting. So, lasting in a good way. So, so wait for the marriage thing. Did that have to get translated, or did uh, you understand that when it was asked? It was. So, it was half and half. It half was half and half. half. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a lot yeah, of the conversation. Well. In that's the beginning, funny, it was mostly half and half. But as time was went on, like I kept getting like more into my own head, and I kept understanding less and less. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, it was like I just I found it a very stressful situation. I was like, oh my god, like my Korean just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in a noisy environment on top of it, too. Yeah. Like what am I, Spider Man? Yeah, Use I hadn't really slept language. that well either. Too, so right, like my brain was fully there. I was like, it was just, it was, right. it was kind of. Nice. 
all these secondary factors. But, but, but Cody, you, do you feel like your Korean is going in the positive direction? So I <laughs> let's talk about it. So I, I made a post Yo, on Reddit. Let's talk about your post. Yeah, I made a post on Reddit because I, I kind of just blew up last week. What's the um, give everybody let everybody know what's the Reddit? Uh, what do they call those subreddits? Yeah, subreddits. Yeah, of Korean. So I posted on our Korean. There's a uh, subreddit for the Korean language, and I kind of just went on a rant. I was like, I've been learning this language for so long, and I still suck. Why? And I got a lot of good support, and I got a lot of good comments from people and i gave i was given some much needed perspective and some things that i often forget to tell myself and basically when it comes down to it is like i just need to chill out and like stop being so hard on myself and just realize that i've made a lot of progress and when i am learning i i just need to really focus on the fact that it's a hobby of mine and it's not because I think one thing that's really been frustrating me is that, like feeling that I've needed it, like because I live here and I've been in a lot of situations where I really do need it, and it's been very stressful to not be able to communicate fluently, and also like just being with my girlfriend too. Like it would be nice if I could openly and freely express myself, right? So, um, I really just have made the switch that I just don't need to focus on needing it so much anymore and it's just kind of a fun thing that i'm doing and also my strategies for for learning uh i find that it's uh, learning korean has been a very humbling experience for me i think i was a little bit um when i first started learning korean i think i was a little bit arrogant in my abilities because i had learned four languages in the past and i was like oh yeah korean i don't care which one it is i'll just take it on no another on the list right yeah yeah and so i thought that it was just going to be not necessarily a breeze but i think that i was just going to be able to handle it in similar ways that i did my previous languages and a lot of the strategies so you get we've talked about this on the pod before like my my basic strategies for learning a language are like I, I I basically build like formulas for myself. Like I, I learn the grammar, vocab. I do a lot of listening to see how pronunciation is conducted. And like, I basically make the building blocks on my own. Like there's a lot of guesswork that happens. There's not as much immersion as some, like as, like, as Marcus would do or something like that. So with something, especially for a language like German, that's the way to go with German. We've talked about this before. You can basically study yourself to fluency in German. And that's why I did so well with it. And to lesser extents, you can do that with Spanish, French, and, and even Chinese. Um, but it turns out that you can't do that with Korean. And I think that's one of the reasons that's really been holding me back is that I've been trying to understand the mechanics of Korean. And Korean is not a language you're going to have a good time with if you try to do that. Because there's too many complexities. There's too many specific. There's so many mm. things that you need to say in certain specific situations. It's not like English or uh, German or something where you've got like mm. words and formulas and you can plug them in based on guesswork. Like you can't do that with Korean. You basically, immersion is the best way to do it. Like 
you be, what I'm going to try to do from now on is like, I'm going to try to use a lot more material and I'm going to immerse myself a lot more. And I'm basically just going to copy what people are saying in certain situations. Mm. And obviously mm-hmm. I'm still going to do, uh, especially vocab because I need to know more words mm-hmm. and I'll do grammar once in a while, but I'm not going to focus on that because I think I've just been spinning my wheels in a circle. Right. I've been trying way too hard to understand this language and I don't think I'm going to get very far if I keep doing that. So there's been a big perspective shift for me and it's been, it's been, it's been nice. I feel much more at peace with my current level and I feel really proud of myself actually for how far I've come because I actually have made a lot of progress. So, so- I have a question. So the thing about language learning is that, you know, it's hard to get really good really fast. It's really hard. But um, my question is, because, you know, the most important thing when you're learning a language is that you're feeling that you're going in the right direction, Mm -hmm. that you're getting better, right? That's the most important thing, at least for me. I don't really care about how good I am. I just, what I care about is that I'm going in the right direction. It's like like optimistic. It's like working out. You want to make sure that you're getting better. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and it, this has become so obvious to me because recently I've been getting really into running and I'm running with um, like a, he's run keeper. You guys know, Ian, you know, run keeper. Oh, like the, app, sure the application. It's, it's like, a, it's like an application that yeah. tracks your like yeah. your distance and your time and everything. Mm-hmm. Like you see yourself getting better each time. Like you can track the progress. Yeah. So I have, for example, I have this five kilometer loop around where I live, right. That I run and like every week I get it like a little bit better like by like 15 seconds and i feel like and, and that just gives me like i'm not a great runner but i'm okay right but i don't really care about like where i'm at i care that i'm getting and care i care about that i'm getting better and languages is like it's kind of the same thing for me like i don't really care how good i am i just care about getting better so my question to you cody would be that like do you feel at least that and you said it yourself but um you do feel that you're getting better, right? Normally I do, but um, in the past couple months, I feel like I've been stagnant. Really? Like, obviously there's like words that I learn here and there, but um, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. If, If I am making progress, it's very slow right now. Yeah, but that's fine. Like it doesn't have to be dramatic. As long as it's progress, Mm -hmm. because that's, I feel like that's what's important. And you don't want to make, like, you don't want the progress to be too fast either, because then it's harder. It's going to be harder for you to make progress if you made a lot of progress. Mm -hmm. You want it to to keep the pace sustainable, sustainable progress. Right. I'm just, right. Now I'm just curious. Cody, this is like a black swan event in terms of like your previous languages because you said a more formulaic approach worked with all previous languages mm. or functioned yeah. to an extent. Whereas, okay, give just an example of like, because you're saying it really depends on the situation that Korean differs from like say a formulaic phrase you might have in your head where it just, doesn't apply in this certain context like are we talking about the levels of formality is this a particle thing oh like what like 
I'm just curious. I'm like, uh, man, it's, it's so complicated. It's like, yeah, it could be levels of formality. It could be yeah. the particles you use. It could be yeah. as like the, the endings that you're, this is, I Isn't think in terms though? of the grammar, <laughs> um, that's just one part of it. <laughs> I'm talking about the other. I don't know. I don't know what they're technically called again. Maybe it's adjective and verb endings, not the formality. That's not what I'm talking about. It's like, if you're learning Korean, you'll know what I'm talking about when it's like, uh, nende, kunyo, ne, neyo, like, um, like, zio, the like those declent. Yeah. And they, in, they basically, there's no equivalent of them in English. And right. they basically change the tone of how you're saying something. Oh. The closest equivalent in English would be like when you say like, um, hey, that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty nice painting. Hey. Mm -hmm. Like that hey kind of it's like an on the end. That like, yeah, that, that like it changes the meaning, right? That they only you get like the average listener is not gonna understand that because that's only like a Western Canada thing. Oh, <laughs> oh come on, they, everyone knows that. <laughs> no, the the A is like uh it's like you're almost like ask or you're like you're like trying people, to pull that like approval out of them or yeah, I, but I don't pe know. people don't yeah. really yeah, but still that's still like a Western Canada like people don't really do that here in Eastern Canada. Okay, well, here's another example, like the. Well, they don't do that in the states. When you say like blah 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 blah, and yeah, but it's like that's, it's, it's, that's it's kind of like, like in like in 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 Castellano and like Spanish Spanish, they always add like no, you know, like uh, yeah. for you know what I mean, like oh, uh, um, like when they say, for example, uh, fue muy bien, no, like they always add no or like oder, like in 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 German, how you add oder, like at the end of each sentence, like. Yeah, okay. And Ooh. that's only one like context with with the uh, European languages though. But like let's yeah. let's use choose another one like neyo, which is like yeah. that's supposed to express like uh surprise at learning something for the first time. Like that's such a specific situation that it's really been throwing me off like when can I use that properly? Can't you just be and, like Chincha? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. But that's that's not how they do Cody, that. And when, Cody. Yeah, what? Sorry, sorry I did, this just made me think of something. So I was in a uh, business meeting with actually the Chinese consulate here in uh, Toronto. And the uh, the lady who was interpreting, So because it was in between. So the lady at the consulate was interpreting and then we were talking with like the chinese government some type of chinese government people and she 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 all like every single sentence like every five seconds she would say nigga nigga like every five seconds she would yeah. say that like, because that's yeah. a filler word right yeah that's like um yeah yeah, yeah. she would one, say that every that five one seconds. professor got fired for that yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. That's, another topic. Like, that's another nigga, topic nigga nigga Mm -hmm. right because because you told me that you told me that that was a yeah, uh, filler that word. is a filler word in chinese like mm -hmm. so she would say that over and so, over and over again and i would be like okay like <laughs> that's enough of that <laughs> that means like 
Is that like a yes? Or it just means it? um. It's when you're thinking. Oh, it's like pless. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. On Espanol. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. So, like, so is it something like any of those kind of things in languages? I would just consider like like that older in German or the no, like those little verbal ticks. Yeah. Kind of, but here's the, the thing have. that, like, trips me up so much about Korean is that, like, with, with uh, like, the other languages I learned, like, it, it's only, like, once in a while that you hear these. But with Korean, like, you need to, you hear, when you hear native speakers talk, they use it in, like, every sentence. There's mm. some kind of, like, little thing that they use that slightly changes the meaning mm. of of the of the sentence of whatever they're saying right they and like that's and so like the problem i've been having is i hear these things all the time like why are they saying this why is it like this like i don't understand so i have this a lot of this frustration going on in my head that's another thing that's been contributing to me um having so much trouble with it but um i'm i think i'm i'm really gonna i'm really focusing on just not really caring about that anymore right that's gonna say like yeah uh-huh. like you've taken a step back now mm-hmm. and not getting hung up on those idiosync what's that word idiosyncrasies idiosyncrasies gracias comes on me that idiosyncrasies <laughs> and just it's like seeing the forest it's like i don't know what's that oh geez i can't speak today seeing the forest instead of the trees yeah 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 that's, it's, it, yeah it's exactly like that like i'm 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 way t- i've got my sights set way too far ahead like i shouldn't be focusing on that stuff i need to be focusing right. on like i actually talked about this last night with some people um i feel like i've basically got the korean of like an eight-year-old child okay but that's if i good. compare myself dude, to an eight-year-old we, child, you, you're like a year and a half into korean dude like yeah, good but here's the thing. Here's what um, separates us. So, an eight-year-old child will be much more fluent than I am. Like they'll be able to communicate in most like basic everyday situations. Like they'll be able to get whatever they want essentially. Um, whereas I can't really do that. But the reason that I probably know as many words as them is because I might not know the like all of the basic everyday extremely useful words that you learn from just being immersed in your native language but i know a lot of adult words mm-hmm. that that they might right. not know totally. so i've yeah. i've probably got an equivalent amount of words as a seven or eight year old child does but i don't know how to string them together because i don't have the advantage i wasn't blessed with just like having this language given to me like i've had to go out and work my ass off for it right like i've yeah, had no, to go out totally. and ask yes. people like hey what's this how do you say this and like i've had to go out and actively search everything right yes so cody what cody what is your like main methodology right now well right i'm in the prop i'm in the process of reinventing that right now so i think i'm going to take the true salt holiday to where i've got some time to really just like rehash out how i'm gonna approach korean because what I was doing in the past, I was relying on my previous methods of like using vocabulary and grammar to fill in the blanks and do a lot of the guesswork. And that's been, I think it's been costing me a lot. It's been costing me a lot of trouble. Like I've been telling you, man, this is the wrong way. This is not. No, 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 it's, no, the no, wrong, no. it's the wrong no, way no, no, to no. learn Korean. It's not the wrong way no, to no, learn. No. I want to make a point here because I think Cody's doing something which I've noticed 
immensely amongst the polyglot community. This is just another example. So this this rehashing, this kind of reinventing, this retooling, this happens a lot amongst polyglots because I've I've yet to met like a, a hardcore language learner who's like stuck with the method the whole I'm stuck. time. I found my method. Are you though? Are you yeah. like oh, yeah. you do a lot of different modalities oh, yeah. of learning? Like I definitely I, found my I I've been doing my same method now for over a year. Uh, okay, a year. That's not that long, dude. Honestly. Yeah, but it's like, working really we're talking well. Over like long time. Okay, but I'm not saying I mean, you think you're never going to like tinker with things cuz I, I mean, Cody's... I Okay. I tinker like a little bit, but I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure I found the best way to do it for me. It works until it doesn't exactly thank you cody that's exactly it because this rehashing i find is kind of like the polyglot grind in terms of like it's going it's going and it works until it doesn't and i find like polyglots have to be like these problem solvers while they're language learning because like model a is not going to exactly work for model b sometimes it does but then when it doesn't you like got to go back to the drawing board which is like what cody's doing is like this is just from my experience talking to like seasoned salted polyglots where they're just like yeah i used to do this but now i do this then i was doing that now i don't think it's like there's that old thing like it's it's better to have a good method you keep going with compared to a perfect method that you don't execute like you don't have to be perfect but this rehashing i think is like it's so common among language learners because you just you mm, you hit yeah. walls you hit these mental snags and you gotta reinvent you gotta re like and, and here's the thing i don't think it's like terms like black and white i think it's like but sometimes I feel like you, you stick with things that you're doing and then you change up a little bit but i feel like you do that until you find something that works for you because that's right. what i was doing like i was messing around like that until i found something that like now i found like i have my system and well, and i mean good. like that's i good. tweak it I tweak it like every once in a while. Like I, I, I build on it, but it's like it's there, and it's like I know the way that I like to learn. I'm not radically going to change that. Well, no, no, and that's okay. my thing. Is like, yeah, like, and it's probably at least my experience talking to polyglot. It's more of like a language to language thing when they do do this tinkering with their methods and whatnot like especially if it's like a language from a whole new family like or something completely unrelated yes doing. fair enough fair enough right if I, were to, if I were to actually tackle russian like seriously right i would probably have to change my approach but the way right. I, I i i tackle my like intermediate languages right now is solid like i figured yeah. out how to improve my intermediate no yeah language. So that's what i like, mean i got that down yeah no 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 and i think even each level has its own approach but in terms right. of like like if I Look, were to, to let's let's say hypothetically I were to go at Russian again really hard, I would have to be on memorize and like go through vocab yeah, yeah. hard, right? Just memorizing stuff. Right. But for my other languages, I don't really need that. No, but like I'm one day I do want to like tackle Japanese seriously and the three alphabets, like hiragana, katakana, that's not gonna be that hard. Like I've dabbled my way through those. But then like the kanji is just like Cody with the Chinese symbols like that is a that is an Everest of symbols yeah. to learn so like you know it's not just like a finite alphabet 
you learn like this gigantic symbol. So the way one mm-hmm. tackles that is obviously different than the way one would tackle like a finite alphabet. Too. When are you when are you planning on tackling Japanese? Who knows, man? I dabble. I dabble. No, like it's down the line. It's this lifelong of language learning, but yeah, it's down the line. Yeah, yeah me like, too. I I feel yeah. like <laughs> I've been. I've been so mired in Korean for the past year and a half that I don't think I'm going to start another language for at least three or four no, years. No, no, no. Like, I am, I am <laughs> talking like, like this might be me in my 60s. kind of. Oh, situation. really? That long? No, I was no, thinking... I'm, no, I'm being hyper- okay. hyperbolic, but like yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, but my, my point is, is like, I'm just this pattern of like, someone being like, hey, I really need to like... And uh, our next guest on the podcast, Valeria, who's jumped around from lots of different languages. Like, she's done a bit of Russian and Japanese. Like, I'm curious to hear what she's going to have to say about, like, these unique approaches to each language. So, from what Cody's been saying, it sounds like a classic rehashing, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, dude, yeah, and I think that's, that, that's what kind of keeps Polyglot going, is that this whole, like, reinventing yourself with the language right because who wants mm-hmm. to be stuck so um curious what i'm just curious that's cool you have a holiday now because i do feel these these things take time you just don't come up with it like in one night what you're gonna like change yeah right? yeah this is gonna be a process that's gonna take a few days at least yeah no no. So what are you going to do during the holidays? Are you just going to stay in Seoul or are you going anywhere or what? Uh, well, I'm going to do, I think I've told you guys about this before and maybe the listener doesn't know what this, I'm definitely going to do a dopamine detox. Do you what guys remember what that, that is? Explicable. You stop being happy? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Endorphin like, blocker? What? It's uh, No, it's like when you take the whole day to basically like disconnect yourself from everything and it kind of oh, just like nice. resets your brain. Nice. Like yeah. And free. I've, yeah, I've done it before several times and it's, it's wonderful. And like, there's varying levels of difficulty you can do. So there's like the easy version where you just like, you, you don't like um, do any uh, caffeine, alcohol, or like um, no, video games or like any kind of like overly stimulating activities and then there's the the medium difficulty which is the one i do where you basically the only thing you can really do is like walk around in nature um you can eat if you want it's it's preferable if you fast for the day but like well usually i just like eat a meal at the end of the day before i go to sleep and um you can journal meditate walk around can you, you can't read? you can't talk to anybody um you can read but you shouldn't it's supposed to really just be you with your mind for the whole day and then the hardcore version this is insane i'm never going to do this this is when you just basically sit in your room and like the only thing you can do is like meditate and like walk around your room like like that's you know that's a little much for me and what but, the, um, the, the yeah. um purported benefits here this like resets your brain and it makes you more sensitive to dopamine and it makes you enjoy the daily activities of life more and because like you 
like because in modern life like we're very overstimulated and mm-hmm. you can almost think of like the way you receive dopamine is kind of like a drug like if you receive too much of it like your brain just needs more and more of it to be able to enjoy what you previously did right and that's how so many people live their lives now because there's this constant stimulation these constant dopamine rushes that you get throughout the day and it just makes life a little bit less enjoyable because you need to do these crazier and crazier things all the time so mm-hmm. <laughs> when you when you disconnect from that on a regular basis then you're just able to appreciate the little things in life more and you're able to appreciate every day more often and it, it's also supposed to teach you to like on on an everyday basis to cut out the unnecessary things in your life. That's basically what I've got from it. That's so what would be like if someone wanted to do just like the most minor light version of that, would it be just be like turning off all notifications on your phone? Maybe? Yeah, it would be uh, no phone, no overly stimulating. Well, what about even activities? just like. Like imagine you had your phone with you just in case of like emergencies or something, but no notifications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No notifications right? essentially. And you can't like yeah. check your phone and go on social media or watch YouTube or things like oh, that. Oh, not even that then? No. Because I always find the notification is like the dopamine rush. But it's you not just you, that too. Do you not control your notifications? Like for uh, example, I only have notifications like so I only have it from like the New York Times and I set my notifications so I get like the main story. So I get like one or two notifications per day. And then I only have notifications for like the main sport teams that I follow. So like when the Blue Jays, like the Blue Jays, Red Sox, Bruins, like the main sport team, my main sport teams, I have those notifications for like their scores, their final scores. That's about it. So I don't get a lot of notifications. No? No. Because I've said it intentionally. On Twitter, I got I got Marco Sweco and Lingaholics Pinch just tweeted. And I'm like, oh snap! What yeah, but that's tweet? not what that's tweet? not too often. That doesn't happen too often. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. I'm just saying you're one of many though. Um, and then it's just like, oh Jesus! Like got like all these like notifications, and then you're just like scrolling through, scrolling through. So it's just like, uh, yeah, I need to shut these off because I don't mind yeah. having and a phone on me when I'm like I don't... curious. I like I love satisfying my curiosity, but when it's just like a barrage of like. Hey, look at yeah. this! Look at this! Look at this! Yeah. Like, I've shut off. I sh- yeah, I yeah, shut yeah. off most of my notifications. I um, I rarely get notifications on my phone. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I've done. That's good. So even if you're not like detoxing from dopamine, I think you're just like even just limiting it. Which yeah, uh, it's it's essential to limit it because if you have too much, it's just like it's just like happen. What happens when you when you drink all the time, right? Like, next thing you know, you're drinking like twenty beers just so you can feel a buzz. Or like with coffee, so many people drink like six coffees a day just to like, just to be normal. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, right. So I'm just asking for like, like, it turns out like people want to like wean themselves off. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of just like cold turkey. But yeah, I think getting notifications for the essentials in life, not the trivial or the novel. Exactly. Yeah. So just like, yeah. So folks, be careful about the information and the stimulation yes. that you're putting into your mind because it has much more of an effect on you that than than you realize. I'm very, yeah. I think I've talked about him before on the pod. Like, 
commentator. He's kind of more on the conservative end. Dave Rubin. He always goes offline in August. He just goes offline. But like I, I think even just like a day off of the phone per once per week. I think that's something I really gotta. You saying you're doing that, Cody? That's like like I should really try that. Yeah, and this. Oh, by the way, this this dopamine detox. This is usually it's only like one day. You can be really hardcore about it if you have time and the resources yeah, yeah, yeah. to do that. But yeah, yeah, um, one day is like the minimum time and the recommended time. Actually, like I've only right. done it for one day in the past. But even doing that, like if you, I feel like amazing the next day. It's it's really nice. No, totally want to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you find like since this isn't a normal thing that you do like when you're doing it you find like you you uh how can i describe this you you discover layers of yourself that you're normally not conscious of right if that makes any sense no it might i mean i'm more uh aspiring to like more constant flow states like like if I, it could be language learning exercise like i say uh where I'm just really into something and time is kind of standing still. Yeah. And if I all of a sudden get like a bing about like something completely exactly off topic, my flow state just went. And then yeah. Like, so living a more focused life, this is something I've been focused on for, for the past few years now. And it's, it's only improving my life. And right. that is one area where I've seen improvement is like language learning is like, I don't do any, whenever I'm like sitting down with something, uh-huh. some kind of resource, like I'm just there with it. And yes. I get into a flow state every time I don't let anything distract me and it feels wonderful. Right. Yeah. And like when you start doing Taekwondo here and martial arts are famous for their discipline it's not like you go check your phone in the middle of a session. Like you're, yeah, when you're in the middle of a tornado so, kick, you're yeah. like checking Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's what I mean. Uh, no, I think that would do society as a whole good, like mm-hmm. or one better yeah. than they've been doing. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, so anyway, Swack, yeah, 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 yeah. No, the swag on is like. Is this kind of would you ever do like a put your phone well, away for a day thing? I, I, the thing or is, like, I already do it. I'm not, or do you feel it affects I'm, you? I don't like, I am, I'm to be completely honest, I don't really have the urge to go on like social media ever. Like, yeah, okay. I go on Twitter, like, very rarely that I go on Twitter, like, very rarely. I like, I completely forget to go on Twitter, Instagram, I never go on Facebook. Like, yeah, my yeah, thing, yeah. like, I pick up my phone, like, every once in a while when I'm bored. And what I do, I read the news. Like, and I, I probably look at the news too much. I probably do that. Probably look at the news too much. I, I'll, I'll say that. I probably look at my stock portfolio way too much. That's, like, <laughs> right. another thing. Yeah, like that's, I, a, that's a dopamine thing in itself. Too. Yeah, like, I pick up, I look yeah. at my stock portfolio. Like, I do that every I'm once up. in a while. I'm up. That's, prob- that's probably a thing that, I, that, 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 like, is um, taking too much bandwidth. Right. Right. I'd say my stock portfolio. Um, what else? Sports. Like I took up I I take up the the ESPN app and I look through it. But I like I enjoy doing that though. 
Yeah. Like I enjoy looking at my stock stock portfolio. I probably do it too much. Right. Um. Right. But that's about it. But like, I'm more interested. Like, I say, I'd say, like the 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 apps that take most of my time are like the news, mm-hmm. um, my stock portfolio, and sports. Those are like the three things. Social media, like that, for some reason, like it's not really too. Doesn't like that's not yeah. captivating. It doesn't captivate me. For some reason, I don't know. My my social media okay. is probably pretty boring. That's why. Okay, like I, it's funny Cody's talking about this right now because I was having a text conversation with Sweco this morning about how like, like I, I have, I've been distracted by other rabbit holes. One might call them besides languages, where Twitter is like, there's gold and diamonds. You just gotta sift through it to find it, and if you're following certain people. And like that's the crazy thing about Twitter is like you can follow like super prestigious people and get a notification the moment they have like a thought, basically, because you're like, oh, so and so tweeted like right now, like two seconds ago, he pressed send, and I can like read his thoughts right now. And it's like, whoa, like this is such a connected world like i don't have to wait for that to be published i don't have to wait for that to come out in a book a magazine like right now this is real happening and like holy this like information is live this is a live fire folks like but then it just like it's like information and thoughts and insights above 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 you can just like get down these things but then you're like okay what's important though like what is like what is like gonna add like serious value to my life like this is uber interesting and you know maybe that's a thing but then like i feel like like these bubbles we can get in or these like funnels we tunnels whatever you want to call it like it's just like i don't know maybe this is like distracting from like what's really of, of essence you know i saw a good quote pertaining to this a while ago and it was describing like the like just the modern age we're living in and it was we're drowning in information but we're starving for wisdom yeah yeah, maybe. I think okay, I think that's very. Sli- I think that's very applicable. On, that sounds a little like postcardy, but like it's true in the sense of like wisdom. You need a ton of experience, or like, like your wisdom's got to be based on something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I mean, but it's well, I don't know. The way I interpret that quote is basically like there, there's exactly what you were saying. Like, there's so much garbage you need to sift through before you hit the diamond right 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 and you're like i think this garbage is taking its toll and is not worth the diamond yeah basically because even a brilliant guy like maybe he's only got like two tweets that are fire and then the rest is just like the other 10 are like ugh, like what am i reading yeah not, i don't know not honestly squeeze so i don't know i never really got hooked on that Oh, okay, dude. I never got hooked on social media. It's glorious. Like it's just when, it's not glorious. <laughs> when it's when it's when you feel like you're onto something, it's glorious. Yeah. When you're not, you're just like, ah. I should it's be. It's just I never it never I should be. Yeah. But never got to me. No. Um I've never been a big the, social media guy. Right. And even yeah, though if I try, like I try to be good at like tw- tweeting and everything, I just it's hard for me. I don't know. In the, yeah it just it's it's fun like i guess what i purely enjoy and this is what 
is not the route I've been down on. It's more like I just want to get back to like language Twitter, where it's it's just good energy. I find you there's very little negativity on language Twitter, like because I do hear people bash Twitter. Be like, if we just all deleted Twitter, like life would be better. Like, okay, maybe like you're in the wrong community. Like, I yeah, language Twitter is sick. Language Lang Twitter just like great vibes like Lang Twitter, anything you post it's going to be only like good responses and like good vibes yeah right you know, just you know like what I mean? everyone's toiling away and working away and we're just sharing thoughts and it's yeah. such a different vibe it's like every time like someone like super smack talks twitter it's like well maybe you're just not in like a positive community you consider that um anyway um that's, that's yeah, like no. that's because like the all these like politics topics are so yeah, divisive yeah, yeah. but languages they're they're, they're uh, not they're not yes. at all they're, not. they're inherently inclusive they're inherently inclusive exactly yeah, right learn the language and well said pinch come aboard no that's uh that's, yeah this inclusiveness it got me thinking uh actually about uh so i was at the ball game in toronto first blue jays games and like if anyone follows the blue jays or baseball at all it so the half of toronto's teams are latinos basically right so i'm just sitting there enjoying the game and i love like walk-up songs like when the batters for the home team are come up to plate and it's so cool man like just in toronto and which is a vastly multicultural city i like i kind of forget how much it is until i got back but it's, it's just awesome. so cool just, awesome. I'm like sitting there and this like like the one guy Alejandro Kirk he's just got this like banda song comes on and you know like who knows how many Spanish speakers there actually are in the audience right now or or Vladdy's got this like super super like Dominican song and this other guy like uh like Teoscar Hernandez got uh Zumba by uh Don Omar and just like it's just like such as naturalized flow of languages like even if you didn't speak spanish just the fact that you might just be getting used to hearing it and yeah seeing it and hear like it's just around you so i just feel like languages just like includes people right like maybe if you didn't know a ton about spanish or latino culture but hey you're listening to vladdy walk-up song it's just like cool man i just love how languages can like just seem into normal life even if you don't speak them just that they're around you and they're like hey that's super interesting that's really cool mm -hmm. so um that's what i mean even like i want to just like have more appreciation languages that i don't speak never will speak just if there's an opportunity if they're around be like this is really cool that's around so just want to say la, that in terms la of gente del barrio la gente del barrio los azulejos de toronto so i don't know senores done a hour here any thoughts for extra thoughts? Episode 53? No, oh, I think that was a good hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for or, sure. Uh, was, uh, Any, what do you think? You want to, you want to? No, no. I, uh, I know Cody, because you, Cody, you said that Korean uh, post, like that was like number one on the subreddit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, likes, I topped, the, I topped our Korean. I had the number one right. post that yeah 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 so it was like all right well, it, yeah uh, it got like it got over it got like 150 upvotes or something like that yeah dude yeah so, good for no, you buddy that's cool that's cool and give insight and people give it back so uh 
Right on. Um, well, let's just encourage people to keep on rocking with their languages. Uh, if you need to do a rehashing, a retooling, like our boy Cody's doing, take the time, figure it out, and uh, just don't give up. Don't give up. Keep feeling optimistic. Don't languages. give up, people. Don't give up. Aguanta. Aguanta. That's my favorite. Aguantalo. Aguantalo. Sí. Por favor. Hay que aguantar. Sí. Digo yo. Sí, yes. Pogi Hajima. Eso. El All right, folks. All right, guys. Okay. Hasta la próxima.